only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. After years of getting ripped off by big wireless providers, there's finally a better option. Mint Mobile is the affordable premium wireless service that you buy online. To get your new phone plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash D-I-Y-S. What's going on, everybody? I'm to hear more. I'm Patrick Cloud. And this is another episode of Damn Internet. You're scary. Hey, happy Memorial Day. I know when this actually comes out, uh, it'll be Thursday, but uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. I, I know you. I know you were doing shows and stuff, but you came back on Monday. Is a is yeah. a barbecue popping? You you staying in, tucked, napping? Bro, I ain't oh. doing nothing. We got to do this episode of Damn It and That You're Scary, and then we doing Twenty One Questions, and then I'm unpacking, repacking, and bro, I just it it's, it it seems like the weeks are getting crazier for me. No, for real though. Like <laughs> I. We leave late Wednesday night, basically a, a, a red eye. Last Wednesday or this? This, this, this Wednesday we leave okay. at, uh, it's like a 1249 flight to get to Lexington, Kentucky. That's the one thing about staying on the West Coast is like, everybody else is so far ahead of us time-wise. So we either got to leave super early if the flights are available or the night before to get there at a decent time. So we got to leave late, late Wednesday night, technically Thursday to get there on time. And bro, I'm just I'm I'm exhausted because this past week I did the uh we did Devin and that you scary and everything and then uh we did that on Tuesday. Wednesday I had an all day spectrum shoot that was thirteen hours and then Thursday I had a fourteen hour shoot for Insecure. It was Ooh, a wild Friday. Hours? Fourteen hours, Pat. Sheesh. Guess how many scenes we did? Two one shut up so was it mostly waiting around or what a lot of hurry up and wait and it was just a lot of coverage and i I guarantee when you see the the scene scene over and over again yeah running it from different angles flipping the cameras push-ins there was kids in the scene so we had to get the kids shots in and all of that but i guarantee when you see the scene the scene ain't gonna be longer than four minutes what did it why did it take so long i have no idea. We're, nobody was like messing up or anything. No, not not to the point where it should have take fourteen hours. Was it outside? No, it was in the house. Coincidentally, it was in one of the houses that we shot a spectrum commercial in last year or the year before. Is it just a house that's popping on the production market? <laughs> I guess so. I know the neighbors hate it, but yeah, I guess so. Damn, that's 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 uh, that seems like a lot. 14 wow. hours, Pat. That's why scripted is, is very tedious to do. Oh my God. How's your flips? I was like, I know that they ain't gonna use, they ain't gonna use half of this. That's a lot of post production to just kind of go through and just like, <sighs> that seems like Pat, it all. It's so much footage. And then and you it, know how it is when you're shooting like a big budget thing like Insecure, bro, you like, 
they want to make sure everything is right, you know, take it again. And um, what else? They were like um, uh, on the push-ins and that, bro, it was just, I was like, I forgot about this. Mm-hmm. And even the commercial, because the commercial is basically all green screen. It's basically on the, on the new Spectrum commercial. You got Tony sitting like where I'm at. And then I'm on his left shoulder as the dish guy. And then Kev's on his right shoulder as the Spectrum guy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it was. we shot one full commercial and then we shot three 15-second uh, spots, like internet spots. So I hurt my back because they had me do my own What does that mean? Huh? 15 seconds spots. So it's like a 15 second bumper, like like how we just did that uh, Mint Mobile joint. Mm-hmm. It's like that. So like that's going to be the internet stuff. Oh, like promo. Yeah. Uh, well, not promo. They're actually commercials because they're going to do the whole to get your service today da, 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 at the end of the at the end. Of oh, the, oh, voiceovers. Oh, OK. No, it wasn't voiceovers. It was green screen commercials, and at the end of it, they're gonna put that little, you know, how you can get the the promo. It's for it was for Spectrum. It was a right. commercial. Why was it green screen? You'll see when it comes out, man. <laughs> you seem so stressed. Like I don't, I, you just I don't know. <laughs> uh, they had me. They had me. This is one thing where he flicks me off his shoulder because mm-hmm. it's like the good good versus bad. So he flicks me off his shoulder. And then that one, they wanted me to jump oh, you backwards. Meant, you meant literally on the shoulder. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like at my shoulder, at my like behind them. Okay, no. it makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they flick me. He flicks me off his his shoulder, and I was supposed to jump backwards. So I'm on a ramp, this ramp that they made, mm-hmm. covered in green cloth to to go with the green screen, and so I jumped backwards. Now I told him. The way they had this mat set up, this crash pad set up, it wasn't a good idea. The the DP was like, let's put some apple boxes under it and angle it so when he jumps back. I was like, that doesn't sound smart. Just leave it down, position it, and I'll be I'll be okay. Put the apple boxes up, listen to him because he had big I'm white, I'm right energy. You feel mm-hmm. me? And I jumped back. I mean, just fuck all of my shoulder and back up, hit my head on the on the apple box, hit my shoulder and back on the corner of the a- apple box. I was just like, fuck, loud, because I'm pissed. Because at this point, it's 11 hours in. No, it's like 12 hours in. Uh-huh. So I'm pissed at this point, right? Because we still got three more shots to do. And they was like, they worried, you know, you're going to go to the hospital. They asked my manager and all this type of stuff. I'm like, let's just finish the fucking shots. Let's just get it done, bro. I'm tired. Let's just let's just finish strong. Mm. And you did? We finished it. Yeah. We got up out of there. That seems like a rough week. <laughs> it was intense. It was intense. And then did five shows this weekend at Nate's Club. How was Nate's Club? I hear that. I, right. I think I just what did I I just talked to him. I forget. Oh, he was on Zooming, right? Yeah, he was on Zooming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he has a beautiful club. He has a beautiful club. One of the best it's clubs like in the country. Super Funny Club, right? Huh? It's called like Super Funny Club, right? Yeah, Nate Jackson Super Funny Comedy Club. Esta lit. That's in Tacoma? Uh, yep. Yep, 30 minutes from Seattle. So you fly into Seattle and then catch an Uber or something like 30 minutes in 
on Taxi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it was. This was a long weekend. Hey. And then the Sunday show, which is typically on Sundays, you have one show, and typically that show is at seven o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. This Sunday show was at nine o'clock. So it's just like, bro, we gotta wait even longer just to. But thankfully, the the crowd was amazing. What you mean, like nine is too late? Yeah, man. I mean, I get it because it's a holiday, but it was like if it was gonna be like that, you might as well just had two uh, shows because Memorial Day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, right. You might as well uh, treated it like a weekend, right? All of them was sold out for the most part. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> that's what y'all that's what y'all signed up for with the bro. That's why you can't really complain. You know, what I'm saying I don't want people to take this as complaining. Right. I'm just telling you how the weekend went and why I'm tired. But I'm never complaining because this is what we pray for, bro. For life. That's I do also want to point out that me, Tony, and Kev's episode on 85 South, even without DC and Chico being there, is already at, I they think, 474,000 views oh, wow. in two Who days. Just Carlos? It was just Carlos. It was just us and Carlos. And I think it's already at 474,000. But wasn't everybody in the picture? DC came like toward the end of the show, but he didn't hop in the episode. He just came to okay. the spot. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I it, was, I, it was a, it was a I, fun episode, bro. I thought I saw everybody in the the photo shoot. Yeah, it's okay. at 489,000 views right now. That's what's up. Well, I mean, you should just do what I'm about to do. I'm, I don't, I'm not going to no barbecues today. I'm just going to Postmates like a burger. Oh, man. <laughs> Postmates some barbecue or something. And just I work. want some halal, guys. I might just do the halal, guys. I ain't going to even hold you. Yeah, man, it's just moving fast. I just, bro, I honestly, I want to just knock all my work out right now and then just lay down. And I've been like, I never get the best sleep in hotels. Um, Last year would have been like the first year I would have been looking forward to it because Kev and I didn't have any anything else planned. But because we're shooting this food show now, now I had to get up early. So even on the weekends, you know what I'm saying? I'm out of town. My show is until like seven, but I still have to get up at like eight or nine to get ready for the shoot. Uh-huh. And today I was Both just days? like, I, huh? Both days? Uh, Yeah. Yep. S- Saturday and Sundays for the most part. Oh, y'all not getting no type of rest. No, no rest in between, bro. And then I got a new show. I'm going to try to start shooting on the road for my, my, my Patreon. So... I, I'm just tired. I wanted to come home and uh, just lay down. Don't have to set an alarm or anything like that. We're not doing Zoom with the homies this week. That's my week off. So, oh good, man. I could not wait to just come home and lay down on my purple mattress, bro. Because purple is comfort reinvented. The only purple has the grid. You know what I'm saying, Pat? That's that stretchy gel material that's amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips. I don't know how they do it. I'm be honest with you. I, all I can say is that it is just fantastic. And because of how it's designed, the grid doesn't trap air. Air actually circulates and it flows through it, so you never overheat. And that's a big thing for me, man. Like I, I cannot sleep if I'm hot. If I wake up in a sweat, I might as well just like like go downstairs and lay on the couch and try to do it again because I'm not going to be any good that day. Uh, the grid bounces back as you move and you shift, unlike memory foam, which remembers everything. That's why memory foam has craters and divots. So, um, I, we got the I, again. I started with the purple pillow. 
Then I got the uh, the purple uh, the uh, the seat cushion for when I'm recording or doing anything like that. And then we got the the matches because we're just like all of these products are so amazing. We we got to get it to sleep on. So right now you can try purple matches risk free with free shipping and returns. And they even have financing available too. So purple is really comfort for an uncomfortable world. Y'all just heard my schedule. It is very uncomfortable. I feel like my back is against the wall with deadlines all the time. This is perfect for anyone that is experiencing the same thing or you just really want to get the most out of your sleep. Right now, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash DIYS10 and use the promo code DIYS10. That's purple.com slash DIYS10. Use the promo code DIYS10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash DIYS10 plus the promo code DIYS10. Terms apply. Heck yeah. I've, I've, I've been saying it for months and months, but... I would love a purple mattress. <laughs> Do it, man. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. Use my own. Use use our own code for this. Come on, man. Absolutely, it's about time too. It's about Real. time, man. So you said, did we hear when you came into the room? Which makes me think there's a story behind that. What's what's going on with that? Okay, so I bought. I purchased something that I always. I've always wanted. I've always wanted this and I don't I don't know if it was if it was the noise or if it was but I was just like I didn't I never had the courage to do it and I finally did it and I was like oh damn everybody going everybody going dog walk me for this but I don't care y'all ready mhm y'all ready All right this is how you, this is how you get into to my spot now Did you see it were those the beads on the door you have the 1980 beads on. Oh my God, Pat! You are such a you're a hippie. Just, yeah, every time, every time. You Woo. are so such a hippie, bro. Hey man, it's awesome. I would I would highly recommend it. I never I never knew I never knew where they were or where to get them, but I'm 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 living my best life now. I don't care. <laughs> Okay. I already say I sell incense wholesale. Why not? Why? That's, that's it, man. That's it. <laughs> that is. That's it. <laughs> hey, man. Do 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 what makes you you. You know what hey, I'm saying? Hey, listen. I'm all about it, man. I support that. <laughs> um, but speaking of bad decisions, um, I got this. Uh, I got this headline from the LA Times. My mom sent it to me today. Um, anybody who is still on the fence about COVID vaccinations, for some reason, California is now offering to pay $116 million in gifts and cash to those who get COVID vaccinations, which kind of, kind of begs the question, like whenever in history did we bribe people for, I, I don't, I don't under, understand. And now there's another headline uh -huh. that's like, it's it's showing that there was a 22 year old woman in Ohio who won the first Vaxamillion lottery. It's called the Vaxamillion lottery. 
Maximilian. And it's literally an incentive prize. And I think it's fake. I don't think somebody actually won. I think this is planted. And although I'm not really, I'm already half vaccinated. This is weird. This is undeniably very, very strange. I don't get it. I think that in this case, the world shutting down for 14 months really hurt the economy and businesses because there were so many businesses and so many people that depended on that that money, that relief money. They're like, yo, we can't, we can't do another six months of this. So they're doing everything in their power to try to ensure that we end this as quick as possible. So they're like, hell, we either gonna give the hundred million dollars away in relief money, or we can get that shit away in a incentive for people to go ahead and get vaccinated. Cause what they wanna do, and I saw this, I saw a tweet or a post or something about this. Um, they wanna get everybody back to work and offer this relief because people are refusing to go back to work because they're getting um, the, the, um, the monthly stipend for living, right? So the unemployment, um, because some people can make more money off of unemployment than they could at their job, people are refusing to go back to work, right? And so that's causing shortages with Uber, it's causing shortages with all the ride share companies, it's causing shortages uh, in, in supermarkets, targets all over the place because people like, bro, like I make $8 a, a, an hour and I ain't even guaranteed 40 hours a week. My check gonna be $360 after taxes. I can stay at home and get a $800 check a week or a $500 check a week. Why would I go back to work? I get both sides of it, you know what I'm saying? Are you saying that some people, the the unemployment check came out to more than their working Absolutely. check? Absolutely, Pat. That's been a thing? Yes, yes. Oh. There are so many companies that have said that, I don't know, we talked about, I think briefly, like um, even in Tacoma, when we walk, we were driving to the store, we had saw that McDonald's, one of the McDonald's near our hotel was hiring. And it was like, um, a hiring incentive was like a $1,500 bonus, like mm -hmm. after you've been hired. And I'm sure that it's like, you know, after 60 days you get it or something like that. Right. But they were giving away iPhones at McDonald's uh banks have started at like 28 dollars for positions because they need people like people are not trying to go back to work bro so so wait how is the the lottery tied with that well they're like if we can get we can get most of the united states vaccinated then and now it's open. There are no age restrictions or limitations on it. Like anybody at any age can get it now. Mm -hmm. I think their mindset is if we can get enough people vaccinated, then we don't have to provide this relief funding because now it's open to everyone. You have no reason to not get vaccinated other than, you know, your beliefs against vaccinations and things of that nature. But that's your belief, you're welcome to that, but the world is open back up. And because the world is open back up and there are jobs available, we're no longer going to provide this, this financial relief. So if you want to go back to work, 
get vaccinated and they're using, I think, the monetary incentives as, you know, motivation for people to go ahead and get vaccinated so they can stop giving giving out this money, bro. Living my Jeff life just said they're giving him eight fifty every two weeks so far. He don't want to go back. Damn. That's why I didn't even know I didn't know that. Like why would you want to exactly. go back? Like that's 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 a the government got them in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> I get it, bro. I, I like I said, I get both sides, especially if you're still not comfortable outside. It's like, why would I go outside and risk potentially catching it? You know mm. what I'm saying? And if you don't believe in the vaccination, like I'm not getting the vaccination. So I know it's other people that like me who are outside. I don't want to be close to them. So I get it. For me, it's just like I knew our travel schedule was so intense. I didn't want to risk bringing it back home. Then fuck around and still caught it right. between my shots of the vaccination. But now I feel more comfortable, you know, out and about. Like we're not taking pictures for real. Yesterday I made the mistake of going downstairs back to the bar to grab another drink before the audience had cleared out. And this lady was close talking me hard, bro. Like she was right here and she had me locked in. Like she had cut my side while she's talking to me. She's shorter, so I had my head dug. So I'm trying grab to your hips, your love handles. Bro, she was in between. She had her fingers like like squeezing her, right? Where she, she pulled her mask down for the picture and then she kept it down for the rest of the conversation. I had to tell her, I was like, Shorty, you're a close talker. It's like no disrespect, but I like I'm I'm you know I'm comfortable. But I still ain't comfortable like that yet. So were you masked? Were you did you have a mask? I had my mask on. Okay, but I still was like you close, Shawty. You real close right now. Does the does the no pictures thing? Because I remember when I went to your guys' show on y'all last tour. You, <laughs> it was so funny because you guys just set up to take pictures afterwards. Mm -hmm. And the lines was long. I mean, it looked mm -hmm. like everybody, damn near nobody stood up and was like, all right, let's go home. You know, like everybody jumped in line. And like, <laughs> I guess I, I, I skipped the line. And I don't know if it was you or Kev, but I like, I, I was like saying bye to you guys. And I was just like, there's a lot of people here. Like, how long y'all going to be here? Y'all was just like, a long time. <laughs> so if, so if, the, if the show ended at 830, we would probably be done with pictures and like the VIP and all that stuff. We'd probably be done about 45 minutes later. And then. Oh, that's, after okay. that, that's not as bad as I thought. But after that, we still go to our tables. Kev would go to the back. Me and Tony would go to our tables and still push those shirts. So it's like. Oh, that you're not talking. You're 45 minutes, all pictures, no merch selling. The oh. merch could be an additional 20, 30 minutes trying to get that. Probably not getting out of there till like 10, 11. If it ended at 8.30, we'd probably get out of there about 10. So is all that taken away now on this tour? I mean, not taken uh, away. Greg is, Greg is selling uh, Kev's merch. I don't have merch because I didn't want to be down there trying to sell you no know, merch. I might get some made and let Greg sell it, but uh -huh. I, ain't, I ain't in a rush to do it, bro. Like, I, I, I just... I still want to be safe. And it oh, sucks because, because you know, know okay. I'm potentially leaving. Like each show could potentially bring in three hundred to five hundred dollars of merch. Now we go on, we doing like four to five shows a weekend, four to six shows a weekend. So I'm potentially leaving like, you know, two thousand, twenty five hundred dollars on the table, potentially. But bro, my health. You know what I'm saying? Like You caught it. It ain't it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it ain't, it ain't no amount of money worth 
catching it again. So I, I just I leave it alone. Sheesh. It's crazy how many like obvious like open like gaps in what the government should have been doing was exposed through all of this. Cause it's like, even what you said about people are, are trying not to get, go back to work. It's just like, yeah, but it's, it's also like those jobs should have been paying the people more than it would, you would have to pay them to not be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that makes no sense. That should have been handled way before the, the pandemic. Like how, that's, I, I just never, I never even thought that that was happening. Like, but it's, I got, like, man, it's, I, it's the job's fault. Like y'all paying them less than unemployment. So <laughs> what they going to do? I, I, man, I get it. Again, I get both sides of it as a business owner. You know, you want to keep your, your costs low, you know? So that's why, you know, Walmart has the, the self-checkout and all that type of stuff. Now they, they need potentially five to 10 employees less each store because they got the self-checkout. You just have one person monitoring eight to 10 machines, you know, versus having an additional five to eight cashiers, you know what I'm saying? You're potentially saving just on, just on their, their, their salary, you're potentially saving a hundred thousand dollars a year. Now in the grand scheme of things that they bring in, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, it's not a big thing, but that's still that's still overhead. That's still a hundred thousand dollars overhead. So I, I get both sides of it, but I agree. You know, what I'm saying if you pay people what they worth, like I always, I, I I loathe the fact that people pay undocumented immigrants such a low wage because they know those people have no options. Who they gonna tell? They can't complain to the Better Business Bureau. They can't complain to the unemployment office because they're undocumented, right? So that they're not privy to the same uh, benefits as a documented or, or a citizen of the United States. So people pay them like pennies on a dollar. And I feel like, bro, like, you know they're gonna work hard. Why not reward them? Why not reward their hard work and their loyalty with a decent salary, bro? Like, I'm always like, the money gonna come back, bro. Like, people be like so hard up for the money. Like, I get it, money does. Money can't buy you happiness, but money can buy you time that can provide happiness. It can provide options that can provide happiness. And it's like, bro, you know, if this, this money ain't really going like you saving $50,000, but you making 40 million in a year. Like, you, come on, bro. You could pay somebody better than that. Like pay them what they work. Them motherfuckers be busting them tables and grabbing the dishes and, and cleaning the floor and the outside, bro. And pay them motherfuckers what they work, bro. Give them a decent salary, bro. They got kids and shit. Motherfuckers be mad. I'm, I'm, I'll be amazed at people who, who have four or five kids, and 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 make it work out here on twenty thousand dollars annually. Twenty thousand dollars for sure. You got you got more than three kids. You got a wife and all of that. Y'all got to make it work. Think about the clothes, bro. Think about the clothes, the shoes. You still want to live life. You still want to take the kids out and stuff like that. It's just like, it's fucked up, bro. It's, it really is. And it's wild because like, like it is, it's very impressive. And obviously when someone's back against the wall is like, like that and they have kids, they, they still make it work somehow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They that hustle. And it, even though that hustle is beautiful, it's so unnecessary. Like no yeah. one should have to do that. And even though it's like, it's, it's so 
it's so dope that people are still able to uh, kind of like make make that work, even though we all have the same hours in the day. It's still just like there's such a weird disconnect between the top and the like the, the executives and the workers. Oh, it's huge across, wage gap across the board, and it's huge like, wage gap. We only really talk about the only ones that are popular to talk about is like the music industry and why mm -hmm. these people are. Are, are getting screwed and, and everyone and they're the bosses but it's like it really goes down to everything and it's it's so wild that it would be like okay the person on top is more than comfortable and for some reason just because it's good for business it's like they'll keep their employees starving mm -hmm. a profit that's just really at the end of the day going to make them a little bit more money you know in the, yeah, grand, in the grand scheme thing. And it's like, I just, it, it's, it's so, it's so like ridiculous and, and optimistic of a thought, but it's just like, if every company just had their employees comfortable, mm -hmm. they would probably put more into the, the, the company. Some would, you know, you always going to have some people that's just going to try to get over, you know what I'm saying? But like, right. I really feel like those quarterly reviews should be, you know, more specific and more targeted toward their, their output productivity and all that type of stuff. Not saying that they that some of them are, are aren't. Some of them definitely are, but I think, you know, you definitely should pay people what they're worth. And the way like, I, I used to think the same thing, like a lot of these companies like Panera and stuff like that, throwing away the food at the end of the night instead of just giving it to the homeless. I posed that question a lot, but then I found out they do that because of liability. Let's say that someone was to get sick from some food that was donated from a certain company. Now, that company is liable to get sued because of that. So that's why a lot of companies, rather than give the food to homeless shelters and things of that nature, they opt to just throw it away so they can't be held liable just in case something goes awry with it. And I understand both sides of that point too. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there could be a loophole, like you could have a, a written contract that says that, you know, by, by donating this, we, uh, absolve ourselves of all risks associated with eating and consumption of this food. We cannot be held liable for anything that happens to a person health-wise, if they have any type of dietary restrictions or anything, this is going to this company and it is completely uh, their responsibility when it comes to distributing it. However, a lot of companies just aren't going to take that risk because they they fear you know, it blowing back on them and them having to, to take the but ain't there, ain't there some type of thing where it's like you sort of lose like a like a passing of ownership almost like when you throw something away it's technically not yours so well, I, yeah that's I, the thing like yeah once you put like once trash is put out in the trash on a sidewalk like you know that's how cops grab evidence you know what i'm saying like it's no longer that person's personal property uh which is why maybe some companies like like Breco, they don't just throw it in the dumpster sometimes they just put it in plastic bags that's on a, sitting on the side. So I've seen people leave with whole bags of the pastries and stuff like that. And maybe that's that was their mindset. Like, all right, well, it's no longer ours. We're putting it on a public property. The parking lot is, belongs to the city. That actually doesn't belong to us, whatever it may be. Right. But uh, I understand the risks associated with handing out stuff. Because like if somebody, if they just put a bag of, of bread, sweets, all that type of stuff out, and gave it to a, a shelter and then somebody ate it that had you know a milk allergen or a peanut allergen uh and they got sick and died from it then you know potentially somebody has to be held accountable for that 
But there probably could be a company that can act as that third party in the middle. You know what I mean? If you transfer all the food to them, you mm. know what I mean? Or if you say like, I'm throwing it away at this, at this particular place, it's not really a trash can or just something that can, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like liability is a weird reason for people to be starving and looking at food in the trash can. Yeah, you know? no doubt. I, I, I agree, bro. I, 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 it's crazy. One of my homeboys, this dude I used to tour with on um, the Vans Warped Tour, this white dude named Tom Sands, weird ass dude. I remember one time he told me he dumpster died for a week. He's like, I just want to see how much food is wasted in New York City. And so he found this little area to watch it to, to find out or to eat the food too. He ate the food. He dumpster dived for a full week. Like he would, he went, he did his research first. He found out when people throw the food out and stuff like that. He did that for like a week and a half. He said, and then he said, he just knew the spots that he wanted to hit up. He was like, I never went hungry once. He was like, I, I always had something good to eat and not like just like scraps, like real food to eat. And I was just like, Bro, I applaud your your effort in that. Like to do that type of diligence prior to and all of that. I couldn't eat out the the trash can like that. Like yeah. if you wanted the research, you can just be like, oh, they're dumping now. Oh, they're dumping now. That's a lot of food in the trash can. I feel like eating it, it's a little too much. Hey man. <laughs> Some people commit. commit <laughs> Doers <to this>. do. <laughs> it's like the doer. You know what I'm saying? It's like those. <laughs> Like those shows with undercover cops and they like pose as like prostitutes to get like somebody, but then they like reveal themselves after they have sex with the dude. And they're like, nigga, you didn't have to, you didn't have to have sex with him. <laughs> like, I'm a method actor. I had to see it through. <laughs> I had to go through with it. <laughs> that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Cause I feel like it might even be a mental thing, but if I were to take my wastebasket, put a fresh bag in there, and then throw something away in my mind it's just like i can't i i don't know if i could eat it you know mm -hmm. just because of the the mentality of i don't know i don't know if i could do that that's that's actually pretty interesting man I, it's, it's it's crazy that you speak to that because i i was literally about to transition to talking about people and their mental well-being right now because i've been talking to a lot of people and it's almost like some people have got institutionalized by being in the house for so long, like mm -hmm. having conversations is kind of weird with certain people. I've, I've met some people, met up with some people and just was talking to them and they just kind of seemed off, like not making eye contact and, or what. And I was like, I wonder if that has something to do with just being in the house for 14 months. Like a lot of people out here don't have family out here. So it was weird, man. And, and like, I always would take the opportunity to tell people, yo, if you are feeling some type of way, you feel like you lost your smile, you lost your happiness, you need to look at better help. Okay. Uh, because better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating under 48 hours. Um, let me be very clear. Better help is not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's professional counseling done securely online and they have a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas and the service is available for clients worldwide so you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor um i actually have better help uh signed up because i was talking to kev i was like man for the longest time i feel like i can't 
Like I can't write, like my set now, I just got right in the last four weeks for the-, you the right or you just got of, Like I, I just got it together, like to the point where I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm funny again, mm-hmm. because for the longest time, I, I just didn't have any motivation to write. And uh, he was like, you need to, you need to start therapy back up. He's like, cause it sounds like you're having a mental block or an emotional block and you need to figure out what that is. And you need to talk to somebody as a professional. So I have better help on my phone. I launch it right here, recognizes my face, boom. And then I could talk to my counselor at any point. Like I can send them a voice message. I can send them a text. I can email them. Uh, I actually was supposed to meet with him this week or last week and I didn't get a chance to do it because of everything that was going on. But that's cool too, because you can, you can set that up at any point, even with the texting side of it, you can set it up uh, via text and that's how you guys communicate. So you don't have to like talk every week or you could talk throughout the week. And when he gets a second, he'll respond to you quickly with a thoughtful uh, response. But I'm telling you, man, if you feel like you need that help, look into it. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Go to their website. They encourage you to go to the website, read the testimonials. They're posted daily, okay? Uh, you could just see um, the help that they're providing for over 1 million people that have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Uh, so this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and damn internet, you scary listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash D-I-Y-S. Again, that's 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash D-I-Y-S. This is something I'm very passionate about because I feel like a lot of times, especially with black men, and in the black community in general, but I will say that women have been uh, traditionally more uh, connected with talking about their problems and trying to work through it than the guys have been. Fellas, mental health is important. Mm-hmm. Talk to somebody. If you holding on to a, a, a relationship that you know is still causing problems in your, your current dating scene, talk to somebody, bro. That's not just going to go away. Some things you don't just grow past, some things that you just, you can't let fall by the wayside because every time you get in an argument and something from that argument or something from that disagreement is connected to that that horrible breakup or the way your father left or the way your mother treated you growing up or something that might've happened with another family member or a close friend, it automatically connects you to that event and you become toxic in that relationship or in that moment, but you don't realize it because you feel like you're just putting up your guard you don't realize that your guard could be pushing people away. Then you're never going to get past that until you talk about it and really seek professional help. So, fellas, check out BetterHelp. All right? Mental health is very, very, very important. One thing I learned probably this year is that, you know, like, growing up, it was like therapy is, is, is either for you or, or not for you. You know, like, like I feel like the, the main thing that people said, specifically men, is like, I don't need therapy. I don't want to pay somebody just to talk to them, you know, because mm-hmm. you can kind of write it off like that. But what you don't really realize is that you're not paying for that. You're almost paying for somebody to sort of like unlock hidden parts of your brain that you didn't really think about. So obviously if somebody offers it to you just on paper, you're going to be like, oh, I don't need that. But it really takes somebody asking you questions and things that you've never really thought about mm-hmm. to 
really be like, oh, what? What the heck? And that's probably why people are so surprised. At, and after a, a couple meetings, they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm fully in. <laughs> I think a lot of people still have a warped perception of what therapy is to like, for the guys that may be listening right now or anyone that's listening right now, your therapist cannot tell you what to do legally. They can't tell you, yeah, it sounds like you need to leave your wife or it sounds like you need to leave your husband. It's right. nothing like that. Right. They right. ask probing questions to help you decipher and pinpoint a certain area of pain or a certain area of, of, of hurt or something that you went through or something that you need help getting over. And then they kind of walk you through it with those questions and they ask you, how, did that, how does that make you feel? Like when you think of that, your trigger word or whatever, they cannot tell you what to do. That's not what they're there to do. They're there to listen unbiasedly. You know what I'm saying? Like we have a lot of friends, a lot of family members in our lives, a lot of loved ones. But how many of them are going to listen unbiasedly? How many are going to listen without giving you advice? Most exactly. of your friends, like, they, they listen to respond. A therapist is just there to listen. Right. You know what I'm saying? To let you talk your way through it. And then they ask probing questions like, well, do you think that was the best thing to do in that situation? But they don't tell you what to do. That's illegal. Okay? Mm -hmm. They can't do that. So don't think that the, you're going to go to a therapist, you know, my therapist told me I should do this. They can recommend certain healthy habits that you can start to do to implement a change in your life, but they can't tell you what to do. All right. Mm -hmm. So you can let your guard down a little bit with that. Yeah. Shout out to Jeff. He said, I got him into therapy, man. I hope it's working for you, Jeff, man, because it definitely is definitely made a difference in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for, for sure. That's dope. And that, that part wasn't even better help. That was just us talking about <laughs> therapy and how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's um let's throw it back a little bit. I'm gonna I'm for the final section of this podcast. We gonna bring back the conspiracy. Oh, okay. Um, this is uh this is probably one of the most famous conspiracies of all time especially our generation and it seems like it keeps unwrapping even though it happened so so long ago mm. back in the headlines we have the murder of biggie one of the most confusing things not only in the music industry but just in culture gen uh in culture period um it's just like how was such a high profile person murdered and nothing was ever really done well, back in the headlines, because an ex-FBI agent uh, reveals not only the killer, but their sealed up court documents and basically is saying that it is a full cover up. Now, it's, it's obviously like a lot of people are like, yeah, we've been through that, blah, 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 blah. But it's just like the aliens, like, you know, even though you may have seen one for yourself or have been, you know, watching footage and conspiracies for a long time, once the people come out and start saying things and giving documents and saying like this is actually you know declassified it gets very very real and you know it, it kind of once things become less of speculation and more just straight up it's just like oh okay well damn this shit is really happening out there um he basically he basically said that suge knight financed a hitman uh to kill big because essentially his cash cow, his cash cow Tupac was murdered. And um, they basically are giving all these crazy details like 
It was carried out by a nation of Islam uh, convert and hired hitman, uh, Amir Muhammad. And uh, there was help um, with the Los Angeles cops. And there was a lot of corrupt cops that were involved. And um, apparently, yeah, this was all said by an FBI agent who actually worked the case and have seen these sealed court documents. It says all the evidence points to Amir Mohammed. He's the one who pulled the trigger. Um, he worked the case. Uh, this FBI agent also worked the case for two years. And he said there were plenty of others who helped orchestrate it and allowed him to pull the trigger. It was the biggest miscarriage of justice in my 20 year career at the FBI. I have evidence that LAPD officers were involved and I was shut down by the LAPD and the city attorneys inside Los Angeles. That's I read something about that today. That's something about it being with Shug, Crooked Caps and the Nation of Islam. And I was just like, how is this still unfolding, bro? Right? I mean, this Dickie died with 98. I didn't know he was only 24. And this is still unraveling. It's, it's it refuses to let up. And even though, you know, Shug's been in jail for a long time. And it, it's crazy because of that list, the really the only surprise was the Nation of Islam. I was like, damn, really? I didn't even I didn't really think like they got hit man. <laughs> but Biggie died in ninety-seven. I'm sorry, I said ninety-eight, but it was ninety-seven. March. I think it was like March twenty-first. 97, March 9th. I had I had no idea. Like, I mean, the cops involved, sure. We've seen yeah. we've seen the darkest side of the cops over the past few years. And then Suge Knight, I mean, he's in jail for killing a whole different person. So it Bro, was just... I don't this is so crazy. But I mean, like I, I'm with something about a Libra. Like none of this really surprised me when it comes to cops, man. Like like you, 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 especially within the last, we always knew it. You know what I'm saying? Like especially when I'm from the Midwest, we always knew like, yo, cops are dirty, bro. Their their bullies with badges is all they're protected by the law. We always knew that, especially being a person of color, right? But like the treachery, the treachery that they they do, and I'm sure like in any position of power, there's always that temptation, you know, with. You know, taking it back to Kings and, and 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 all of that type of stuff. But it's like, man, these cops, you took an oath. <laughs> you just you're just not gonna uphold that. And the fact that anyone could be a cop, well not anyone, you know, obviously if you have a history of, you know, violence or anything like that in your past or you have a record, you probably won't be able to do it. But just about anybody can sign up with a clean slate and mm -hmm the amount of time it takes to be a cop, the fact that it takes less time to be a cop than a barber, somebody that, that works with clippers has to put in more time, more effort, more research, more hours than mm -hmm. somebody that's carrying a deadly weapon. That's crazy. And deciding. I mean, <laughs> Bro, imagine if your pilot was like, yeah, man, I just, you know, two weeks ago decided I wanted to be a pilot and, uh, you know, here we are, you know, two weeks later. <laughs> Go ahead and take your seats, you know what I'm saying? Listen to the flight attendants as they tell y'all what the fuck to do in the case of emergency. like, no, that's not okay. You have that many lives in your hand. You need to be in school longer. And I feel like cops have the ability to take life and they can hide behind their shield and they are done 
and a couple weeks of training with potentially one of the most dangerous jobs in the United States, one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. Mm-hmm. Now I know a lot of a lot of danger comes from external uh, uh, forces for cops, but a, a lot of times cops are doing they're the dangerous runs. Right. Do that that thing on your hip, bro. You can kill somebody at any point. And mm-hmm. all you got to say is you fear for your life and they were resisting the West and they seen hostile and they fit the description. You got, they got a, a top five go-to that can get them out of, out of, get out of trouble. What do you mean? Fit the description. Oh yeah. I fear for my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was resisting arrest. Thought he's he had being a agitated and, and of a violent nature. Uh, and I had probable cause to stop him. Those five things right there could potentially end anyone's life. They shouldn't even have guns at this point. Because the whole, like, oh, I thought it was a taser was just like, all right, y'all got y'all to do something. <laughs> it, they're, they're saying that they don't know the difference. They, at this point, should just be shooting rubber bullets. I don't understand why, because even in the worst case scenario, you could still shoot somebody. Have you seen a rubber bullet? I used mm-hmm. to think they were like those little pencil erasers, you know, those little pink mm-hmm. things. They are like, they look like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, that's, it's, I totally agree. That's really, really ridiculous. And, and I don't Rubber know. Bullets, bean bags, things like, yeah, man. That's, they, they have yeah. options for non deadly force. Do, do you think- even in training, though. In training, they're taught to, execute the threat they're mm-hmm. taught to the you know when they go to the fire range they're they're aiming for the center mass because this is the biggest piece of mass so they're not trained to really disarm a diffuser situation mm-hmm. if there's a major threat they are trained to just take it out bro you think that i never thought of this but do you think when police first started when they were just like man we need some shit for niggas patrolling this shit when they first started policing, do you think it was like full of like honest cops? And then one person was just like, man, we, I can get away with so much. Or do you think that it like started on some like corrupt shit? I think there's always bad apples. You know what I mean? Like anything, politics, police, power. I think there are always people who will use it to their benefit rather than what it was originally created for. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look at rappers. Uh, initially rap was created for a way for us to get our voice out and be heard mm-hmm. and represent the communities that we lived in. And then people right. started doing it for women. And it's just for the money. Now it's right. for the money and the women. There are so many rappers right now that say that will openly admit that they don't like rap. They just, you know, they're doing it for the money. It's the quick buck. Mm-hmm. I think that's just about in every field. You know, It took a minute to get there. Like, I don't know who the first just fun party rapper was. It seemed like at first everybody was like, this is what's happening in, in the worst parts of New York. Yeah. Like, yeah, keep going. Like, I don't know. I don't know, like, when that shifted. Because, I mean, by the time LL Cool J was there, he was kind of like for women, right? He mm. was just going for the, for, the, for the chicks. I don't know if he was like, I don't know if LL Cool J had a message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's in his name. Ladies love Cool James. That right. that's, that that name says it all. But I'm talking about so like, like I've seen rappers just disrespect chicks, like you know, calling bitches all out their name, pour champagne on their head, that type of shit. Like just because you get to a point and you get to a certain level of celebrity where people just don't tell you no. 
Mm-hmm. So you move like that. You move with that intensity that you you can't get told no. And I mean, it's not just rappers. You know, ball players, a lot of athletes, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, boxers. A lot of them move that way. Mm-hmm. And I I just feel like you know that just comes from not having the right people. Potentially not having the right people around you, and then also how you were raised. Because uh, I just I don't know. I wasn't raised like that, and like that's a lot of situations recently have taught me about my circle, like, and the, the people that I need to have around me, like, and I always knew I, I didn't need a whole lot of people around me. I don't need a whole lot of yes, man. I need some when I'm fucking up and when I'm tripping and when I need to tighten up and shit like that. But a lot of people, you know, you get, a, you get, you get a little money, you get a little fame, you get introduced. It's kind of like on the social network when, um, uh, the dude that created Napster met Mark Zuckerberg. And he had some good ideas, but he was like, he wasn't in it for like, you know, he just wanted to attach himself to the next big thing. And that's right. how a lot of times is when you you blowing up, you know what I'm saying? Like you you have a party at your crib, you know what I'm saying? Cause you didn't post it, cause you got the strip, you got the stripper pole in there, there's money on there. It's the chicks coming through and, and, and taking photo shoots for your merchandise and stuff like, and somebody sees that and like, man, me and Pat would be cool. You know what I'm saying? Not thinking like, Man, I wonder has Pat thought about doing this? I wonder if Pat thought about doing that. He's mm-hmm. not trying to latch on and be like, yo, I like what you're doing. I think I have some things that can add to your, your movement and could potentially right. help. This is somebody that sees, like, yo, this nigga Pat living in the club. I need to be my friend. I want I want some of them cars that he be mm-hmm. out there with his cousin. Like, like all of that shit. Like a lot of people only see it from that and the opportunity opportunists. And that's the only reason that they latch on. So a lot, right. a lot of people don't want to do the work to get in a position where that person is that they admire or they want to be like, they just want the reward and the results from that person's work. And so they latch on to it. Right. I just, I, I, I'm very like cautious with like who I'm inviting to my circle, mm-hmm. who we inviting to the green room this, this weekend. Some people came in and I didn't know who they were for or who they were with. And so I'm sitting there with this look on my face and one of them was like, what's wrong? What's bro? No, oh, I was like, I no disrespect, my nigga, but I don't know you. It's still COVID, so I I did it in a joking, jovial manner, but it, it was right. it was reality behind it. Like nigga, I don't know you. Right. We're in our space that we use to like decompress and get right. ready for the next show, and you're back here talking loud. Who yeah. sent you, my nigga? Right. I don't do a whole lot of people in the green room. We ain't smoking and all of that shit in the green room. Nah, man, that's where we decompress and get our mind right before we go back out there and do it again. So. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. I don't like that shit, bro. COVID is a great excuse for introverts, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? A lot of the time, it ain't COVID. <laughs> you know, COVID's there. And, you, you know, but at the end of the day, it's just like, it's great. It's like, nah, I'm good. COVID. It's like, but you're also, you know, you have people with you, too. It's like, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but, you know, they don't have COVID. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> that's, that's real shit man it's just about like you know protecting your your space because it's like people don't realize that it takes energy to make other people feel good you know and at the end of the day that's it's not necessary you know like some of us are some of us do have personalities that it's kind of always on and you're kind of just always that but it takes it takes a lot out of you especially if you're pressing the record button upwards of 10, 15 times a day. So mm-hmm. it's not even, you know, when you get caught in that downtime, it's, it's, you really have to protect it because, you know, obviously with what we do, it can be taken the wrong way. And per- that person could have easily left the green room like, man, here's an asshole. But it's really like, 
just have to have another level of understanding in the art of it, you know? And it's, yeah. it's making people laugh and stuff and feel good, which doesn't register to a lot of people as an art form, but it's one of the most important ones, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, bro, like, and I'm gonna say this before we get up out of here, because I think people always need to hear this or be reminded of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I am still learning and perfecting saying no. And yes. I think that is a very valuable tool depending on where you are in your life. And that is with people borrowing money, mm -hmm. people wanting your time, uh, people Projects. doing things. No is a very powerful tool that you have in your toolbox that you need to probably use more. I had some people hit me up this week like, yo, bro, much, much, much congrats on your, your success and I've seen everything you're doing. I wanted to have you had a minute so I could pick your brain real quick on some stuff I'm trying to do. No, I actually don't have the time. And prior to, I would have been like, just, oh yeah, yeah, hit me up here, hit me up there. And then I'm losing an hour of rest or an hour of editing or an hour of whatever that I need to do for my personal self so I can remain healthy physically and mentally and emotionally or an hour away from my family. Now that I'm only in town three, four days a week, every hour counts. So right. it's like, if you want to have a consultation, then you need to lead with that. And then we can figure out uh, uh, a dollar amount mm -hmm. for my time. But like just giving people time who weren't already in my circle? No, I don't have time for it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hit me after the tour. I'll be done 20 December. If it's vital, then you probably should consult a professional, but I don't have the time right mm -hmm. now. No. And learn how to say no without explaining yourself. Because a lot of times we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings and things of that nature. And so it's like, no, I can't right here. You go, no, you ain't got to over explain yourself. No. That's literally what I was about to to say is like, I guess I struggle with it because I have to try to find like a nice way to say it or like a, an effective way to say it that just doesn't come off as, a, you know, a, a, a negative mm -hmm. sort of way. But you just be no period. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, man. I'm getting better at doing that because like I had a lot of people hit me up on Instagram. Yo, you do promotions. I got a rap. And, yo, I'm going to send you some stuff and all of this. No. No, a lot of people don't understand. Like, people right. want to send you merch and stuff like that because they want you to wear your merch. They want you to wear their merch so you shot them out and they get sales. No, you want me to wear your merch? That's created Bitly, so I get a dollar amount off of every sale purchased through my code. Other than that, no, mm -hmm. I'm not giving out no more free promo like that, bro. Like, unless I really rock with it, like my homies at uh, Lawrence and Laramie, because when I was coming there, they really fought with me. Yeah. Cool. And I get it. Like, you always want to get somebody in your stuff, but like, bro, everybody had to get it from the dirt, bro. You got to understand that, like, mm -hmm. I built my following on transparency and being real with them. If I just take a dollar amount from you just to promote your, your rap song or your album, and I ain't listen to it, then I start to lose credibility with my folks that support me. Cause they're like, right. damn, to hear it like this? Because I just did it for the dollar. I'm not doing that, bro. My people right. fuck with me and I appreciate them fuck with me from being real. So I'm not gonna just take a dollar and be like, yo, y'all check this out. No, right. I'm not doing that, man. Because that's when people start to think that you're just doing anything for money. And then you just become like any other person. You you want, you're part of the big network. 
Just put any commercial out there. No, I don't know. I, I'm just not there yet. I fuck with products that I really fuck with. Uh, everything that we promote on our ads, the stuff we tried out. There have been a lot of ads with Pat, like, yo, what you think about this? I'm like, bro, nah, I ain't really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had one for HR, like an HR thing. I was like, I don't know, I'm, not, I'm not going to want to try this out to give a personal experience to some people that listen to us every week. I don't feel comfortable doing that, man. I'm just, I'm not doing that stuff. I'm just, I'm not. That's true. It's, yeah, protecting your time, protecting your energy. That's really all you can do when your time and energy becomes less and less. Yeah. <laughs> I like what somebody said. Who said that? Uh, somebody said it. I, I meant to shout them out when I saw it. They said no was a complete sentence. Sherry Barnes. And I think if you see Sherry in like, we yeah. see Sherry in an hour on uh, 21 Questions. If you guys oh, see so- here right now, make sure you pull back up on a YouTube channel for 21 Questions because that's going to be open to everyone. But she's absolutely right. No is a complete sentence. Don't need Nothing any- has to follow it. It mm-hmm. could be a period or exclamation point. Nothing has to follow it. That's actually better because when you do say like, no, because so-and-so or no, because so-and-so, that person will actively try to find the hypocrisy in that. If it's just like, no, I can't because I got to do this. They'll, they'll run to somebody else and be like, he said he didn't want to do it because of this, but yeah. he did so-and-so, uh, this or this, you know. Giving them too much information can make them feel like they can sway you. Nah, you know, I got to do this at this time. It is a, okay, well, what about tomorrow? No, 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 no. I'm just saying no, because I don't want to do it. Right. I'm not saying no, because today doesn't work. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to do that. And I learned that from Kev. Because even me going to Kev, as I'm like, yo, you want to do this? He'd be like, no, I, I don't want to do that. And I had to respect that. But I also looked at it like, damn, that's a beautiful place to be at where you like, the insecure thing, I, I'm just inside of information. Mm-hmm. Insecure wanted me to shoot on the day I was supposed to shoot Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Spectrum was a bigger payday for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't do this day. And it was like, oh man, my agent was like, yo, you gonna make, you gonna make the team mad. Cause I had submitted some dates, but I forgot to submit that date. Yeah. And he's like, I already submitted your dates. You said you're available. Now you're saying you're not available. I was like, well, I'm not available. So if they want me, because they said they wrote me into the script, if they want me, then we could do it on Thursday. I'll mm-hmm. miss one of my comedy shows to shoot this, right. but I can't do it this day. Yeah, It's no. I'm available the very next day, but not this day. Right. And that happened on a Friday, I think, that conversation. We didn't hear nothing through the weekend. Didn't hear nothing on Monday. And I was like, all right, well, they made that decision. I feel comfortable making what I said, because right. I meant that, right? Tuesday, they was like, all right, Hey, can you go get tested this day, this day, this day, and here's a shoot time and all of that. I was like, all right, cool. But I'm I'm like, no. As simple as that. Right. Yeah, that's what it is, bro. I like it. No is a complete sentence. No I'm, 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 I'm going to take that lesson as well. Because I'd be, I'm good at saying no, but I'm, I'd, I'd be taking the long route. So. <laughs> nah, man. Nah. Shortest distance, man. Straight line. <laughs> Well, listen, guys, uh, that's been another episode of Damn Internet You Scary. Uh, I'm your co-host to hear more. I'm Patrick Cloud. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Damn Internet You Scary. Thank Peace you guys. out, gang. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. 
Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.